0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: What's up, guys? It's Lauren Cottrell and JD back here with the Believe Podcast Network and Believe in TCU football, guys. Today we're going to be recapping the TCU versus Texas game that happened on Saturday. TCU unfortunately lost thirty-two to twenty-seven. Texas pulled out that win for the first time in three years here at Amanji Carter Stadium. Let's get right into it, John. What did you think of the game? What were your overall thoughts? Uh,
0: overall, I think, I mean, it was a really good game. Uh, again, I think we just ran out of time, kind of like the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, gave up some 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 big scores, turned the ball over, obviously, a couple of times. Um, and so, you know, uh, we just came up short, man. Uh, those Those mistakes that we made early in the game kind of cost us, so. Uh, hopefully we can rebound next week, uh, get back to it, get back on track, get back on the schedule. Um, I don't see Texas Texas Tech necessarily being an issue, but they are 4-1. and one, So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how, how everything turns out next week. But uh, we got to figure it out and get it rolling in the right way.
1: Yeah, very true. I, I honestly think, like, you know, I saw a lot of those, like you said, mistakes from last week. But I, I honestly right. think overall, you know, we played a lot better. Um you know, from what I saw. And so, you know, I kind of I kind of wrote down some things that, that I saw. And so, number one, I, you know, I, I had down Duggan. Obviously, you know, he's gotten a lot of speculation this year on um, his inconsistency with throwing. Um, but, you know, he started off pretty rough. But overall, I think he had some pretty good connections uh, downfield with uh, Quentin Johnston and J.D. Spielman and, um, you know, a few to Darius Davis. And I also think in this game, which I was talking about in the preview, how, you know, he does have strengths and I think he's a really good runner and they kind of use that in this game, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on Doug in this game?
0: Um, I mean, he played a whole lot better uh, this this past week. I think he was a 70 percent pass completions. Um, trying to see. I'm going through the numbers here. Um, seems to be that they did really well on third down for the most part. And so I think he I think he definitely got the he got the ball moving more. Um, But, you know, 182 yards passing is not something that we normally see out of TCU quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's always over the twos or sometimes even into the threes. Mm -hmm. Um, I was reading an article the other day. I think I think Kenny Hill had like 400 one time. Uh, But it's it's um, it's it's. You know, it's those things that we expect as TCU fans, we we expect as former players. Like, you know, so we got to find some kind of way for him to get, you know, the ball more in the air uh, and get it to some of his guys. But I think, like I said, from a from a percentage standpoint, from a completion standpoint, I think he did a whole lot better this week um, at 70 percent.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess kind of going off of his uh his his runs this game. Can we just talk about Zach Evans and his blocks? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. His,
1: his blocks to help and get that first down multiple times throughout the game was so fun to watch.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what you expect out of your running back, man. He's got to be able to kind of do it all. And we talked about it last show where Zach obviously can do very many things. And blocking seems to be right up his alley, too. So he definitely created some big big blocks um I remember one play specifically um there was a receiver that kind of motioned in and cracked one guy and Zach got the other one and, and Max I mean had he broken that tackle he probably would have scored mm-hmm. uh but like you said before I mean to have your running back there who's who can do it all uh, uh to come up in a big moment like that and provide a block for your quarterback I mean I mean I, I, you can't really ask for more, much more than that so
1: yeah no for sure and he really can do it all but i was and i think a lot of people were too a little upset from a fan perspective um how much he really got the ball um I- i'm looking here at the at the box score and he had 113 yards while Bajan robinson had over 200 rushing and I-, I i don't know if he's you know our star player which he is i just i feel like we should be giving him the ball more and and correct me if i'm wrong you know from a football standpoint um from a player standpoint but i just feel like he's our secret weapon like we kind of talked about last show and i just don't understand why they won't you know let him let him have more touches
0: yeah i mean it's uh there's a lot of different factors that go into that Mm -hmm. um but i mean they could have I'm not sure what they saw on film, uh, on TCU, the TCU guys, but I don't know. Maybe they thought that they had a better chance putting the ball in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they thought that Texas would kind of keep more guys in, or we call it load the box, um, to kind of contain Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure what the game plan was going into the game, but I agree with you 100%. Um, Robertson had over 35 carries and over 200 yards rushing yeah. Um, and that's their star player. And yeah. you know, our star player only he had half of that pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it is kind of kind of mind blowing to kind of look at it that way and say, you know, why can't we get our star guy the ball just as much as they did? Yeah. Um, and I think that really made a difference in the game because passing wise, I mean Thompson and Duggan were pretty much neck and neck for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but the run game, when we're looking at the run game, they were totally opposites. And so, like I said, I'm not sure what the game plan was going into the week. But, I mean, if you're on any team, any offense, I mean, you got to get your best guy of the ball as many times as possible.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I saw something, too, that uh, said that he only had nine touches, I think, in the entire second half, and that Duggan had more than he did uh, when it came to, like, you know, rushing yards and stuff in the second half, which just kind of blows my mind. You know, I, I know that Duggan's a pretty good runner for a quarterback, but i don't know I, I think that's that's zach's job to <laughs> to get the ball and run with it so give it to him
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely Um uh, and i mean i think there were some qb design runs in there the second half as well mm-hmm. um where you know max kind of carried it a couple more times uh but i agree with you man like uh, i mean i am definitely a max duggan fan no no doubt about it yep. um but when it comes down to games like this where we're losing by five and you know last week we lost by touchdown like I think it's just the lack of us getting zach evans the ball i mean nine times in the second half when it really matters i mean you got to figure something out you got to figure something out so hopefully like i said going into next week versus tech i mean we got to see you know zach evans numbers go up Mm -hmm. um some kind of way so
1: no for sure and i kind of want to i kind of want to switch it over to the refs this game we got to talk about the officiating yeah yeah
0: yeah (laughs)
1: it was <sighs> it was tough um mm-hmm. multiple for lack of a better word stupid calls in my opinion we had that targeting mm-hmm. call um on tj carter um oh, yeah. and you know I, I was so where where i work um in the stadium i was down below so sometimes i can't get to the field and watch it live so i get to watch it um you know just like a normal fan does at home on on the tv and you know, the announcers were talking about, and, and I know that people have kind of been talking about this for quite a while, splitting that targeting call into almost, you know, two uh, two levels to where, you know, the okay. first level, it, it's, it's a bad hit. Like, you know, they lead with the head, but it's not an intent to hurt. So, you know, mm-hmm. they get 15 yards, they get penalized, but don't kick them out of the game. And then right. there's a second level where, you know, it's a bad hit with an intent to hurt. So yeah, eject him from the game. And you know I kind of agree with them like you know whether whether I believe it's, it should have been a targeting call or not, I don't think he should have gotten ejected from the game. Um, so yeah, I don't know. in my opinion, yeah. it was it was a good hit. Um, it, it really was, but I, I don't think that he should have gotten kicked out of the game at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I agree, I agree with that with that split decision because um, I mean it's, it's, it's definitely needed. For sure, in some in some cases, um, kind of like yesterday, um, but I think with the targeting thing, and this is just talking from a player standpoint. Um, from from a fan standpoint, I 100% agree. Um, but I'm gonna kind of play both sides here from a from a player standpoint. Um, and I didn't play defense in college, but I understand it. Um, you, I don't think anybody is ever out there with the intent to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but when plays are happening as fast as they are. It's, I think it would be very difficult to determine, you know, whether it was intentional or not, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, just because, like I said, the speed of the game is so fast and guys are, are hyped up, adrenaline is rushing, like mm-hmm. it's all kind of things going on out there in the field. And so, you know, I, I definitely think if there was a way to, you know, somehow split it, um, whether it be, you know, 15 the first time, ejected the second time or mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera um i think we could do something like that but yeah. they're gonna have to very they ha- they're they gonna have to make it very very distinctive on you know if it's level one or level two uh yeah. but like i said from a player standpoint it's very very difficult to determine whether it was intentional or not just because all the different factors that go into the game mm-hmm. and the speed of the game so um, I'm with you though. I'm with you. Let's let's figure it out, and we we'll send it into the NCAA <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, Come we'll on, figure su- it out. Su-
1: suggestion box here. <laughs> That's <a wide> one. <laughs> there we go. No, no, I totally agree though. It's it, it, like and I didn't even think about it from that that perspective, but the, it is a pretty gray area when it comes to you know whether it's whether they actually meant to hurt you know the guy or not. So yeah, right, no, right. I think that is interesting, but uh, for having kind of um, two two chances, basically, a warning, and then, you know, get out of the game type thing. Oh, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but I think the rest of the... Th- there were just some interesting other other interesting calls. Uh, there was a specific uh, PI call uh, on <sighs> TCU that was... Uh, that I specifically wrote down, and uh, there was another one. <laughs> it was on UT. <laughs> it was unnecessary roughness on UT, but it was a pretty dumb call. But I mean, I'll take it because you know yeah. it helped us out in the end. But yeah. Um, yeah, the refs, the refs were interesting this game. They didn't—I don't know—they didn't really yeah. seem like they were on our side too much.
0: No, man, and it—it it always seems like we get—we'll get that once a year. You, yeah. you know, where, where all the calls are kind of against us. Um, believe it or not, although there were, I mean, there were, let's say, probably 15-16 flags. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, the, the team stats here. Mm-hmm. We had less yards this this week <laughs> in of the yards, which okay. is a good thing. We had less yards, but I agree with you. Like, 16 flags in a game, that, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of flags. I mean... God, it, it wasn't that many penalties but you do get those different crews and my dad is referee so this is kind of how I know uh some of these different oh, oh I have a different perspective on it as well like my dad is referee and okay um, tell me the
1: insides <laughs> I feel like they got get a bad you. rep so tell us the they do insides. <laughs> they, they do
0: they definitely do at least uh my dad referees high school and so um he he tells me that every game is recorded and they have a meeting every week to go over certain calls that were made and everybody gets an individual grade from the game that they refereed and so and i'm sure college is the same way mm-hmm. so uh i'm sure that crew is gonna get some grades that they might not be happy with <laughs> uh <laughs> just for as many flags as they threw you know what i mean yeah um but like i said i mean it's it's a it's a tough position to play um, tough judgment to make because I think a lot of times too when they do throw those flags they do have to talk it over and I I don't know man Some of them conversations between referees kind of throw me for a loop because you could have a referee throw a flag and he knows and he's defending that flag that he threw and then you have the the official referee or, or the white hat as my dad calls it um, to come in and kind of change everything you know because he's going by some rules yeah I was mm-hmm. going to
1: ask kind of how that works if they don't agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. They kind of talk it out real quick, yeah. They talk it out real quick and and most times as my dad tells me, most times they stick to the call. Okay. Um and if you do throw a flag for a call, you got to stick to it. Um but there are situations where the white hat, you know, has the ultimate say so. Mm-hmm. And if he agrees, he agrees. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And so it's just like you better hope you get a good white hat that game. Yeah. <laughs> get you a good white hat that game.
1: Yeah, for real. I guess uh, our white hat guy wasn't wasn't the best Mm-mm. this week, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe it's maybe right. next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's fine. Um, so kind of still talking about the the targeting call and TJ Carter's ejection. Mm-hmm. How, in your opinion, do you think? that changed the energy uh, personally from a fan standpoint i mean not for long but i could i can feel kind of an energy change you know we came out hot in the beginning of this game with you know jd spielman's 87 yard return on the start right. of the game zach evans immediate touchdown um and then carter gets ejected and you know ut immediately gets their touchdown you know we have multiple fumbles how, how do you think that that kind of changed the energy of the game
0: um i always say that. Not- there isn't, you know, one play that changes the game. There are multiple plays that can change the game. And that was definitely one of them um, where you come out on fire, like you said, and then a guy gets ejected, they score, we come back and turn the ball over multiple times. And so um, I won't necessarily say that was the play that changed the game, uh, but it is a a very, very huge momentum shift. Um, when you get, you know, a great guy like T Carter to, Get ejected and then give up a score and then turn the ball over over and over again. And so, like, like I said, I, I it's it's tough. It's tough because although he got ejected, although they scored, we're still expecting the offense to come out and score again. Um, and they had a couple mishaps. And when you have a, when you have multiple mishaps, that that definitely lowers um not only a, a fan excitement, but the excitement of the team as well. Um and 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 I mean, it's just kind of expected. I mean, same thing happens with uh, the freshman football team that I coach. Like if we score and everybody's on the sideline excited, you know, but if we fumble and they score on us and we give the ball over again and they score again, like the the team morale goes down. And so, um, you know, although the fans feel it, we feel it as well on the sidelines when we aren't performing at the rate that we know that we can perform. So, um, yeah, man, it, it was tough. That's a tough call to make. But. You know, you got to find a way to, to bounce back. That's, that's a part of the game.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I actually wanted to tell you, so I, I was able to get on the sideline yesterday. And I know we were texting a little bit about uh, how packed out the stadium was. And yeah. I think I have to change my answer from last week. When you asked me about Ooh. the energy at 11 a.m. Okay. games, I honestly think it was just SMU. Mm. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I hate to say that, but the energy yesterday was insane. All the way, like, all the way until the last minute of the game. And obviously, I mean, it was... Well, I can't even say that it was a closer game. I mean, it was closer by a few points, but... You yeah, know, the SMU, by a few points, yeah. Yeah, the SMU-TCU game was still pretty close, too, and the energy just was not the same all the way to the end. And this game, like, the student section was insane. The stadium was packed out in purple. I barely saw any UT colors, to be honest with you, but I don't know. I feel like... I, I have to change my answer. I feel like it depends on who we're playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It does. I mean, I, I guess... I guess you could make that I could agree with that. Like, yeah, it does depend on who we play. Yeah. Um, Texas is kind of up there right now as far as um I guess respect goes, um, in, in college football. And so yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine that, you know, it was much, much, much different yesterday mm-hmm. um than than last week. And I gotta go back. I, I had to do a quick fact check on penalty yards while we still talking about it a little bit. Yeah. Um last week we had sixty one. This week we had 80 so we actually had more this week oh um, okay. than we had last week so i had to go back and do that quick fact check but that's
1: okay yeah that's okay <laughs> maybe maybe next week we'll yes we'll, we'll that number actually we'll be more. Yeah, yeah hopefully <laughs> one can only hope but yes. um but yeah you know like you said texas is a wildly respected team and has a great football program and um you know at least At least ever since TCU has joined the Big 12 in 2012, I was talking about this on the preview, I saw that, um, you know, we basically have the rivalry on our side. We've won seven out of nine of our meetings since TCU has joined the Big 12. And so even though they are a wildly respected program, um, you know, we do have that on our side where we actually do beat them, you know, pretty often. And so I think that's also why it's such a huge game because... Um, you know, they are a really good football program and we do normally pull out those those wins or I guess you could call them upsets if you want to. But yeah, I think that's interesting.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean it's 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 Texas and you yeah. know, it's uh I, I mean, I don't know where I don't know if it's the state school, I don't know if it's like, you know, the history of Texas. I'm not really sure what it is, but there is a high level of respect uh for Texas and um, I kind of got introduced to that a little bit this week um, talking with the guys on horns up podcast, um, okay. the the belief of Texas uh, with quan Nick and Josh and Alex and those guys. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Texas, Texas football is respected very differently. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I respect it. I, it makes sense. You know, they they were telling me about how there could be some black, bad blood of kids that wanted to go to Texas, they can get offered or, uh, went to Texas and wish they would have went to TCU. And so it's it's a lot of different factors that go into that. But like you said, I mean, Texas is a very, very uh, respected school here yeah. in uh, the NCAA for sure.
1: Which it kind of surprises me, to be honest with you, because I feel like it's one of the most hated also. Oh, but yeah. at the end of the day, like, I don't know, I, I can't, I kind of want to compare it to Miami to where I feel like Miami is a very targeted school in the ncaa like i feel like most people do not like that school it's always the one that everyone just likes to you know crap on um but i feel like texas is almost the same way at least in the big 12 but at the end of the day everyone respects texas just like you were saying so there it's a little bit of a difference there where you know everyone gives them a hard time but at the end of the day it's they're respectable
0: yeah makes a lot of sense yeah i agree i agree
1: so i want to talk a little bit about our defense from yesterday, uh, yeah. Kari Coleman's back. Um, yep. In my opinion, I think they looked a lot better than they did against SMU. Um, they had some great stops um, just short of the goal line, which um, you know really helped us out in the end. Because I think you know this game could have been a lot uh, a lot different in terms of score. You know, if they didn't have those big stops um, and you know, make make UT fall to a fall to a field goal rather than a than a touchdown. But, um, yeah, I mean, despite despite TJ Carter, you know, leaving the game and and still having a few guys out, I I think we did look a lot better. And I I don't know, I don't know if that's Kari Coleman being back. I don't know if it's the communication that we were talking about or the reps that we were talking about. But um, I think they're definitely getting better and better, which is good to see going into conference play.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think they figured some things out. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, some big stops on yesterday, a, a, a great fourth down stop on yesterday. Um, seemed like they pretty pretty much held their own on third down, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we even slowed down the Russian attack. I mean, to give up 350 to SMU to come back to 272 uh, against Texas, that's, that's progress, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, both running backs, both SMU and Texas had had about the same attempts or the team had about the same attempts, rushing attempts. So, you know, there had to be some kind of difference there, some kind of difference maker. I don't know if we lined up differently. I don't know if, you know, one Russian attack is better than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think our defense are figuring some things out. I definitely think the reps are helping for sure. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned some guys coming back into the game. Um, I was very happy to see Noah Daniels back. Okay. On yesterday, um, yeah. he was he was a, a corner there when I was there and went through a couple of injuries. And now he's back uh, playing and played some big minutes on yesterday. So, you know, there, there could be a lot of different factors that went into it. But I think, you know, just basing this week off last week or comparing it to weeks that we are figuring some things out on defense. We are. Yeah. We, we definitely are. We are figuring some things out. And like you said, I think going into conference play, um, we're going to start to really, really, really see a difference. As far as guys, you know, locking in and, and really understanding what Coach P is trying to get them to do. I mean, Coach P knows these offenses like the back of his hand, so mm-hmm. it's 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 not even anything that they necessarily have to prepare for. But uh, like I said, I think we're getting better every week.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I was watching his press conference from last week after SMU, and <laughs> someone asked about that last play, that last that last drive on SMU, mm-hmm. and Coach P was like, "I told them what they were gonna do." He was like, I told him and they didn't listen to me. <laughs>
0: oh man. He knows. He knows, man. Like oh, I said, nobody watches nobody watches more film than that dude, man. I am convinced. <laughs> nobody watches more film than him. Like you see mo- co- most coaches with like a play card or, or play sheet in their hand. Yep. He's calling it off the top of his head. He's like, Nope, I don't need one. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what's happening.
1: Did you see that did you see that uh Coach Meacham called the timeout yesterday?
0: Yes. Was yes, that for real? Yes. Um I think it was. Uh, That doesn't normally happen. (laughs) That doesn't normally (laughs) happen. But I do think I do think Meech may have called it Um, because I know they were trying to go fast and Texas is trying to sub or something like that. And I think Texas lined up to the play um, to pretty much stop it. And so I think it was a a great timeout to call. I mean, it's fourth and one. We're down like we got to score. So. Like I think it was a great call, but yeah, that doesn't normally happen. Uh, <laughs> Coach P is pretty much on top of those timeouts, so
1: yeah. You know, speaking of Coach P, from a from a former player's perspective, what what is the coaching staff kind of like? Because you know, from a fan's perspective, I think we have a wonderful coaching staff. I think Coach mm-hmm. P is you know a great addition to this team. What, what's he like, kind of? You know, from a player's perspective behind closed doors that we don't get to see.
0: Um. Coach P specifically, well, I'll talk about the staff first. Now i talk about Coach P. Uh, the staff has been together for a very long time. Um, a lot of the guys either play for Coach P or they have just been under Coach P's wing for a very long time, and so they're pretty close, tight-knit group. Um, and, you know, we may have a new coach come in every now and again, uh, every other year, every couple of years or so. Uh, but that staff is pretty, pretty jail tight together. Um, and so you know they they get along. Their families know each other, love each other. So it's a great staff uh, of guys, of uh, a great staff of knowledgeable guys as well. So um, the staff is amazing. Um, I actually got this to all uh, get this. I actually got to see uh, Coach uh, Gonzalez and Coach Applewhite um, at our game on Friday night. So it's good to see those guys. Um, they come up to see one of our one of our better players, and so uh, it was good to see them. But um, Coach P. Um, I tell anybody, anybody asks me the question about Coach P, he is he's two different people. It's just it depends on where you catch him at uh, um, on the field. He is super focused. He's exactly what y'all see on TV On at, at practice. He's the exact same way. Um, he's hoarse most times <laughs> just from yelling so much <laughs> after practice. But I think his body and his like his his throat are like used to it by now, because like, yeah. <laughs> He could be horse on Monday and definitely have his voice back on like Tuesday for practice. So like, I don't know what he does, how he does it, but <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he drinks tea. He
1: has some yeah, tea ritual. He,
0: <laughs> some kind of tea ritual. He's sponsored by some, some tea company for sure. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's true, but yeah, yeah no, he, I don't know. yeah, he, <laughs> he figures something out. Um, and then off the field, like he is a great guy. Like he's a great guy. He loves music. Um, I heard one of his songs earlier this summer, um, that he put out, uh, he loves music. He loves playing guitars. Like he's a really, really cool down to earth guy. Um, there was a moment where I went back to visit, uh, like I occasionally do. And, uh, he was kind of standing, he was standing kind of like on the, I don't even know what they call it. It's kind of like a walkthrough where, uh, fans can kind of go inside and get food, but he was kind of standing above me and we were having a conversation and randomly there's a guy like proposing to his girlfriend on the field oh my gosh. and um <laughs> and it was, it was so random it was so random oh my god it's so random and the girl said yes The girl said yes and mid conversation coach p stops and he yells congratulations like it was <laughs> like like he had been knowing those people for like forever um, and so, like I said, that's just one story of you know how great of a guy he is, man. Uh, off yeah. the field, so like I say, I just it just depends on where you catch him man You know, yeah. you want the intense focus, man? Well, wait till you put his, his hat and his whistle on, yeah. Um, but if you want the cool down earth guy, like you know, catch him outside of the stadium, he's he's a great guy.
1: <laughs> it's funny that you say that because, uh, so. I, I'm I'm a reporting intern for for TCU football and so I go mm-hmm. to I go to junior days and I go to official visits and game days and I get to interview the recruits and such and so on junior days so when the recruits come in that's the first thing he says is I have my wife always tells me that I have two alternate personalities basically and that he's coach P <laughs> or he's yep. Gary <laughs> Yep. yep. and he's perfect. like you'll never catch it in between and I'm like all right noted nope
0: no you definitely you will never catch him in between it is like it's night and day difference i promise he he has it he definitely has an alter ego for sure
1: <laughs> that's hilarious that's awesome though i love hearing stories about him he's a great guy
0: yes he's super active on twitter too by the way so oh guys be careful
1: <laughs> no he is there yes. my parents are in the parents page for tcu and they're like I get people, parents always ask and they're like, is it normal for Coach P to DM my children on Twitter? And I'm like, yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty normal. It's pretty normal. Yeah, it is it does normal. It.
1: That's how I got my job with the football team. He moved he wow. me. And I responded See? to it.
0: There you go. See yeah. how it happens. The power of social media. You never yeah. know. Coach P might be DMing you one day.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Always respond to your DMs, even if yes. you think they're weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: All right. Well, I want to talk about offensive MVP and defensive MVP. Um, I don't even think we need to talk about the offense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be man. Honest. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is a uh, it's, uh, it's it's spoken already, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is great. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited. For, I hope there's a day, you know nothing against Zach. I hope there's a day that we can talk about, you know, somebody else also, which, you know, all the, all the guys on offense are great and they have great games, but you know, I feel like nothing is nothing amounts to uh, the stuff that Zach has been showing these past few games for sure. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's staying consistent week in and week out. And mm-hmm. you know, when the ball is touching your hands at many times, like you, you have to, you know, you have to stay consistent. I mean, we are feeding him the ball as much as we should be. And, uh, next week, hopefully, even more. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's already unspoken for the offense side of ball,
1: mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, who 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 would you say is your defensive MVP this week?
0: Um, I'm really not sure um, because I mean, and I'm I'm sure your answer would be different. But from a from a player standpoint, there wasn't any like one guy that just kind of stood out. Mm-hmm. I think overall as a team, I think everybody played much better together. It seemed like everybody was communicating guys were where they're supposed to be um, guys making plays when it's their time to make a play. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I think from an overall team, uh, 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 team standpoint, I think I'll give it to the whole defense. They have played, they played really, really well on yesterday.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. That's actually why I asked you the question first, because <laughs>
0: okay.
1: it, it, I I take notes during the game just so I can go back and, you know, record a recap after. But mm. I literally have like five different guys' names with question marks after it. I'm like, they did good. They did, they had some good blocks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I'd have to agree yeah. with that. It, it was it was the whole defense, you know, and there were there were some guys who, you know, kind of stood out on certain plays with, you know, sacks and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just big blocks and stuff. But overall, I think everyone did a did an awesome job and um you know really really helped keep this game close which is exactly what we needed so that was awesome yeah
0: absolutely guys are stepping up guys are freaking it out yeah trying to make some plays
1: just like we talked about the reps
0: yep there it is reps are kicking in reps Mm -hmm. are definitely kicking in
1: yeah for sure for sure all right well jd we will be back on Friday to talk about the TCU versus Texas Tech game, it is next Saturday in Lubbock. I'm not sure what time it's at. Do you know, JD?
0: Uh, I am not sure. I am not sure. I yeah. hadn't, uh, they hadn't announced yet, so okay. We'll uh, we'll be on the lookout for it. Uh, yeah. this week. Nope, I lied. Never mind. ESPN already put it out. It's oh. 6 p.m. Central Time.
1: All right. 6
0: p.m. Central nice. Time. All right. A night uh, game. Looks like we might be on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah on ESPN. So yeah, here we go. Let's do it.
1: Awesome. That's exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to it. We will be back with our preview on Friday. We want to thank you guys again for listening in. Um, Again, always, you know, drop your comments, questions. You can tag, mention anything, Believe Podcast Network, or either of our handles on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you guys want to do. Go ahead and ask us questions, show your opinions. But we're so happy that you guys are tuning in and we will see you on Friday.